you to press record, then we're going to start hearing bork, bork, bork again. <laughs> bork. Okay, this is the second time we're doing this, hopefully without dogs. But yeah, this is Gabe with John John. Hey everybody, this is John John. <laughs> and AG again. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> and we're following up last week's episode of our top five movie heroes with top five movie villains. Okay, uh, how do we start this off? Where, where do we, we be, where do we begin? Let's go back to what villain? What what was the first villain that ever caught your attention and made you say that guy's fucking cool? I want to be like that dude. Or what about damn that guy's scary? That guy's bad. Is that reaction cool too? Oh, like like he's like bad, like he's a bad person. Yeah, like when you knew what good and and good, good and bad was, or do you just mean like oh that dude's fucking. I relate to that. So you I mean, saw how bad he was, and you were like, I want to be that bad. Well, I mean, I guess you can go with that. I mean, because I was going to say, for me, it was Zartan on G.I. Joe. Oh, <laughs> Zartan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, fuck yeah, he's a headbanger. I want to be that guy. I have to say, for me, it was probably either Darth Vader or Nuclear Man. Those are the first villains that I remember seeing on the movies. Holy shit, destroy Superman. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that dude's badass. Yeah, I, I like Nuclear Man. He eventually became a, an actual character in the comics. Man, AG's still thinking about his... Uh... I am. I'm like... This is where she gets real. You said uh, Zartan, you know, so it made me think, oh shit, I didn't even think about a cartoon villain. There's gotta be Megatron, just because I remember like hating him, but thinking like, oh damn, he's fucking, you know, he's cool, you know? Man, I'm surprised you didn't say Soundwave, because I know everybody loves Soundwave. No, I love Soundwave as a character, but as far as my favorite, or not my favorite, but as far as a villain I noticed on an early age was Megatron. Cool. Well, I mean, we're 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 there, okay. As like as far as the whole villain thing goes, what about movie villains? What's the first movie villain that you were like, I love this guy. He's fucking cool. You know, like because ninety nine percent of people would probably say the Joker, Heath Ledger. Yeah, they would. Yes, they would. I agree. Yeah, so remember, I mean, it doesn't have to be your favorite villain ever, but what's the first villain that made you think villains are pretty fucking cool? Hmm. Like, the one that stood out for me was Hans on Die Hard. Like, even <laughs> after even after seeing Robocop and everything. I don't know. I thought Hans was, uh, he didn't do it for me. I thought he was a little on the cowardly side when he finally ran into John McClane. I, I like I his brother, though. The Peter Craig, or what's his name? He had a different name. Well, you see, you see, here's the thing that he might have been a coward, but he played it fucking smart. Yeah. You know, like he changed his accent. He, he quickly just, you know, found a fake name. Like he had him fooled for a bit. Hmm. But then that, that was me as a kid. It's uh, my, my views changed a little as I got older. I kind of like the uh, smart puppet master type of villains in movies now. Like who? I mean, I could uh, I could identify with Hans Gruber now. Because he was the one running the whole show. And uh, I, I know 
I know you really don't like them as much, but uh, Dick Jones. I thought you were going to say uh, Clarence Boddicker. No, I know you love Clarence Boddicker. When he was like, bitches leave, you were like, I want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be him when I grow up. I want to be Bob Morton and do cocaine off some hookish titties. Yeah, that was the yeah. uh, epitome of success when I was little. I was like, oh, <laughs> then I want to strive to be, that guy's important. You know you made it in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> that, that set the bar for you in life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I was like, if I don't get there, it's, this whole thing's for not. I don't know why that just makes me laugh so much. Like a little kid's thinking, like that's gonna be like that. That's the point. You know, you made it <laughs> when you're snorting cocaine off of titties. Like <laughs> I don't even think I knew what coke was. I just knew like those. That's some fucking nice cleavage. Man, that guy really loves baby powder. <laughs> I like the stereo setup too. Like what do you want? <laughs> What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be the guy that's rich snorting <laughs> powdered sugar off of hooker's titties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you probably thought it was powdered sugar. Fuck, you're a kid. Yeah. Uh, I that, bro. I don't know, probably like seven or eight when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Different was, priorities. Yeah, I was also eight. Yeah, that's funny. But as far as villains, like, it's funny. This is going to be kind of related, but... Not really. I can't think of a character per se, but you know, all those movies, those kind of cheesy action movies, they all had that one. I guess you could call him like the boss character. And he was always, okay. he's always well dressed. He didn't look physically fit, but he had like a ponytail or going bald, but he fucking knew like karate. You know, I always thought those dudes were badass. Like, very silver. I mean, there's a, a shitload of them. So I just like that whole, like, aversion. Of a villain. That, to me, that's what did it when I was, I don't know. I was kind of warped when I was little, I guess. <laughs> what about Mark, like, Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin? Uh, I mean, nothing against Michael Clark Duncan, but that didn't do it for me. Nah. Even liking Mark, Michael uh, Clark Duncan, like, I don't know. I can't, I, that whole movie left a bad taste in my mouth. And uh, I don't associate that with, I don't know. I like the the I, I don't, show. It was terrible how they just fucked over uh, fucking Bullseye too. Yeah, that too. Like, I mean, Colin Farrell's a great actor, but man, just uh, yeah, the whole Bullseye thing was sad. Yeah, we can all just pretend we didn't see that movie. <laughs> I like the lecture more than Daredevil. Yeah, right. but I digress. Well, I mean, aside from that. Oh man, we, we we really went off when we started talking about Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> you can have but, some editing to do. Oh no, I'm gonna leave that shit in there. <laughs> See, so w- when it comes down to uh I'd say like aliens. I mean, would you consider the aliens to be the villains? I mean, because that's just their natural instinct, you know, to just be fucking ants, pretty much. Violent ants. No, I wouldn't consider the aliens villains. That's more of a force of nature thing. I'd yeah, like Jaws. Yeah. Like a dinosaur, yeah. Paul Reiser yeah. was the fucking villain in that movie. Yeah. And then, you know, in the first one, it was Ash, you know? Yeah. You know, and then, like, in Jaws, the shark. Is the shark really the villain? No, it's the fucking mayor. <laughs> Hell yeah. I fuck that fat ass. Yeah, the mayor's, the mayor's a piece of shit. You know, like, you know, like, like what other movies are there like that? I mean, because, you know, Jurassic Park also, you know, are, are the dinosaurs the villains? No. Yeah, no. I would be probably call the Xenomorphs monsters before I call them like an actual villain. It's a monster, you know, like can't be mad at that. 
What about Jaws 4, where the shark was actually hunting down the family? That's revenge. We see, yeah. like, Orca. Okay, how about this? How about Orca? Oh, no, Orcas are fucking villains. They're they're just giant dolphins, and they're they're smart enough to be fucking villains. Okay, but what about the movie Orca? What was it? Was was the uh, killer whale a villain? No, no, right? No, he was just getting revenge, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, when it comes to villains, at what point do you think it was cool to like the villain? Just you know, in in like movie history, Star Wars. Oh yeah, I was gonna say uh, you know, like Goodfellas or Godfather, but yeah, yeah, never mind. Or even Scarface. But yeah, Scar Wars. Uh, Star uh, Scar Wars. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, Tony, fuck. Yeah, Star Wars came before. Yeah, and, and dude, everybody loves Vader. And you know, just like we were talking about the other day, I do not like Rogue One. It's a shit movie. But that, what, two minutes when Vader comes out? Yeah. Or one minute? Fucking badass. Best two minutes put to film. Yeah, when you hear was, the breathing, oh man, my skin just started to tingle. Yeah, that was crazy. Because unless you read like the comics, you didn't really see him be the badass he was, you know. I, I mean, I mean, was that really the first? I think that was the first time we saw him be the badass he was, huh? Like on yeah, screen. I mean, he took Obi Wan, you know. Yeah, but but, that but was it like, wasn't all badass and fancy, yeah, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it wasn't all physical or. Yeah, uh, just, uh, just like like Empire old... back when he fought Luke. That that was the fucking scene. Or even when he was, uh, well, you don't see it, but when Han was being tortured. <laughs> I laugh every time at that torture scene. Right. Every fucking, why? The way he sounds, the way. You do, the way, like, everybody's just in the next room and you just hear, like, <laughs> like, you know, in the next room. Like, I laugh every <laughs> fucking time, dude. Ever since I was a kid. <laughs> like, there's this dude, there's this dude everybody thought was a badass and then he just. <laughs> Are those, I mean, is that really her, Harrison Ford screaming like that? Because it sounds fucking funny. I don't know. Probably not. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that. I always laughed at that. And you know what? Yeah, you, you can throw in Boba Fett, too. Because everybody loved Boba Fett. Nobody knows why. Everybody's just like, oh, he looks cool. Yeah. He was a bounty hunter, but it's not like you saw that. Yeah. I think I think there's something about bounty hunters that are kind of inherently cool. Yeah. Just this Dom's one badass. Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. That's the bar right there. He's cringe, but he's fucking. He's cool. Who Boba Fett? Ghost God, brother. No, I'm talking about uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh. Uh, now Boba Fett. Yeah, I'm one of those. I would always collect, collected like Boba Fett or Darth Maul. I didn't really what, go for everybody. What about even like uh, what about uh, like wrestling, mm-hmm. where you, like people started liking the villains. And, you know, in just like comic books or TV shows, yeah. when people like the villain, the writers are like, well, we can't have that. It's yeah. not it's not good to like the villain. So they just write him in to be the good guy eventually. It's like, oh, I mean, they're, they're like an anti-hero now or they, they walk that line in between good and evil now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you remember The Rock, how much of an asshole he was? Yeah. Hell yeah. And er- everybody fucking loved him. Yeah. You know, Stone Cold. We and all that, all that shit was the, organic too, you know. So, or even the heel groups like the Generation X, the yeah. World Order. Yeah, everybody loved that shit. I think as far as wrestling, now nah, I was a big Hogan guy. So, as far as wrestling, like yeah, I like the good guys. Even when evil I was Hogan. Yeah. yeah what I about was, what about evil Hogan? Nah, when he had the I dark was, stubble. I was like, fuck him. 
I thought what little innocence I had, what what little heroes <laughs> I had left, they died that day too. <laughs> yeah, he was so evil, his hair turned brown. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like wrestling and again, you know, comic books, they do that too, and TV shows. You know, like what was his name? Um, that guy Zachary from Heroes. Oh, uh, the one that plays oh. Buck, Zachary Quinto. Yeah, yeah. Quinto yeah. or Quanto or something. Like that. I've never they, seen Heroes. He he was a badass villain on Heroes, dude. Didn't he steal powers or some shit like that? Yeah, he it, it was like Highlander kind of. He would kill them and absorb their powers. Damn. And yeah, he he was a badass villain, but people liked them. Eventually, he just started working with the good guys. Wow. You know, and that's the thing that sucks, you know, Nick. It's because, you know, well, it's because they don't like when you like the villain. It, it, it's just not, you know, a good look. It's like the villain's not supposed to be likable. Yeah. You know, just like on The Exorcist on in the book, Pazuzu is, you know... It, you get more interaction with the demon in the book than you do in the movie, and you like this demon. Damn. Not like you know, cool. He's a, he's a he's a fucking cool dude. He's chill. no no one. You just you know the way he is. He, he's there, there's more dialogue, of course. You get to know him a little better, and yeah. it, it's it's a lot better than the movie. Though the movie is still really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Just real quick, what do you think of that new one coming out with Russell Crowe? I don't Pope's know. Exorcist. Oh, that one, because I know they're remaking The Exorcist, actually. Yeah. But as for the Russell Crowe one, yeah, that's dumb. That that looks like a big piece of cheese right there. <laughs> like, what the yeah. fuck happened to Russell Crowe, man? Especially when it shows that one scene in the trailer with the little kid when he sets up, bring me The Exorcist. Yeah. They just went too happy on the, like, digital effects, on the eyes and everything. Like, they should have just, I don't know. Anyways. But... Yeah. We also got to get into like other villains, like you know, who's who. When it comes to actors, who plays the best villain in your opinion? Ooh, you know, because one I can think of is Jason Isaacs, and he played I forgot his name, but the main villain on The Patriot, and he was a fucking asshole. Like you just hate him. He's probably one of my most hated villains ever. Because yeah, he plays the part really well. And you're just like, I hate this fucking guy. Yeah, that's, that's you know, up overly proud British officer. Yeah, you know he he kills kids, he he murders families, and just puts them in a church and burns it down with them all. You know, with the whole little village in there, he doesn't fucking care. Damn, he was brutal, man. He was very brutal. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, you know, I think, I'm pretty sure there's some truth to that because I've noticed in a lot of uh, historical movies where the British are the bad guys, they're portrayed that way, like just. Fucking child murderers and shit like that. Damn. I never even seen that movie. You never seen oh, The you... Patriot? Yeah. Is, is Do yourself Mel... a favor. Yeah, watch it. It's the one with Mel Gibson? Yeah. Nah, I never it's about it. the American Revolution. Yeah. It, it, it's a, you know what? It's like, uh, it's almost like Inglorious Bastards in a way. Oh, okay. Sort of. Yeah. Because he, he makes his own little team and they go out and ambush these motherfuckers while, you know, the war is happening. And, you know, he fought with the uh, the Native Americans, and was it the French Indian War? Yeah. And yeah, he has a tomahawk, and he butchers like <laughs> he butchers these fucking redcoats in his scene. It's just like blood flying everywhere. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's a badass movie. I mean, it's it's always cool when you see a white dude who's like 
spent some time with the natives and you know like legends of the fall remember that yeah so but yeah no jason isaacs he, he's great on the patriot he, he plays a damn good villain man he's just really good at it it's it's pretty fucking scary how good he is you know and another actor who was also really good was uh daniel day lewis yeah. i mean daniel day lewis is just great in everything dude he's the best actor ever Right yeah. next to Nicolas Cage, of course. Come on, Nicolas Cage's rules. The God. Yes, exactly. Now, but, uh, what do you call it? Nicolas Cage is the paper that the list is written on. So Daniel Day-Lewis is number one on the list, and Nicolas Cage is the paper that, you know, they wrote the list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, because Daniel Day-Lewis on uh, Gangs of New York. Oh, man, you're, yeah. Damn. Fucking Butcher Bill is, like, a really cool fucking villain. I'm telling you, man, it's just something about D-Day Lou, man. D-Day Lou's the shit. The best actor ever. It's fucking D-Day Lou, dude. You know, like, okay, throw out another actor that is good at playing the bad guy. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Was it like Streets of Fire? Yeah. Green Goblin? And Green Goblin, too. You know, even more recently. um, An evil mofo. He just looks evil. His, his Green movie. Goblin, I think, made uh, No Way Home a very watchable movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I will admit, No Way Home is a very older, overrated movie. It really is. I mean, I liked it, but it's way overhyped. Like compared to the other Spider Man's, or compared just as a movie, or just a just, a, movie? just as a movie itself. You know, everybody made it out to seem like the greatest thing ever, and I'm just like, I mean, yeah, it's cool, but you know, I, I still kind of like the. Mysterio with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And you, you know what's funny, dude? Like, I, I shit you not. When Donnie Darko came out, and I that, that was my first time seeing Jake Gyllenhaal. I think I, pr- I probably maybe saw him like in Bubble Boy before. Yeah. yeah. But I forgot about that fucking movie. When I saw Jake Gyllenhaal that many years ago, I said, this guy should be Mysterio if they ever made a Spider-Man movie with Mysterio in it. What? <laughs> and the fact that they got him to be Mysterio, I'm like, that's perfect, dude, because he fucking looks like him. And I mean, I don't know how they draw him now, but back in the nineties, you know, he looked yeah, he looked like Mysterio and I was I was like, Holy shit, somebody heard me. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. He called it. But I mean, yeah. I mean again, I already said my actors, I mean Jason Isaacs, Dan Day Lewis. Hey, what about you guys? Like, who, who who comes to mind when someone says an actor who's just so damn good at being a villain? Hmm. I mean, you got Kathy so Bates. many. Oh, oh yeah, misery. And the, and the water boy. The <laughs> <laughs> water boy. She was she was literally the fucking villain in that movie. Yeah, she was. It's the lady from Misery. If she survived, she moved to Louisiana and had a kid. Oh man, but yeah. Yeah, and in Misery, yeah, dude, she was fucking hardcore in Misery. Didn't she win an Oscar for that? Yes. Yeah, she was great, man. You know, AJ, what about you? Didn't, think he, now. didn't he already say Willem Dafoe? Yeah, I said Willem Dafoe, but I couldn't really think of more than two or three movies. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm trying to think, like, put it. I'm trying man, to put, like, I'll actor. think one for you, dude. Fucking Joe Pesci. What about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. See, I didn't think that, that far into it. I mean, he can be a fucking crazy-ass villain, you know, Goodfellas Casino, or he can be a wacky-ass villain <laughs> going fucking Home Alone. Was it Harry? <laughs> yeah. 
Man, I can't, oh, dude, I love Joe Pesci. Like that, he his roles just like even though he plays villains, I still see him as like I don't want to say the hero, but like he he's the one that stands out in any movie he's in. I think. Yeah, like he steals the spotlight from anyone who's there with him. Shit, Casino, Goodfellas, Home Alone, yeah, Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> but you know what? We're gonna go ahead. I mean, I mean we just already had a fun time circle jerking around villains. <laughs> We're gonna just go ahead. One in the middle. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead right now. And get on to our movie list of top five movie villains. I was going to say heroes, but yeah, villains. And of course, no, no, no. We're not going to start off with a, uh, with John. Because I, I really want to hear John's list. But we're going to start off with AG. Oh. Well, this. So, so I'm yeah, going to go. We, you're number five. You're number five, man. I mean, you got to have a actor who plays them. Well, what movie? A little background. Yeah, well, it sucks because we already mentioned him. And number five, I had Bill the Butcher. Just because, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis, we already said everything we can about him. Yeah, but we didn't talk much about the character. I mean, tell us tell us about the character. Why, Why? what make, What made you like him? What made you pick him? Just because, I mean, like you said, the actor who's playing him and just, you can't really agree, like, personally with his views and how he felt, you know, as far as immigrants and everything, but... You can definitely understand, you know, like, so it's like you hate him, but then you're like, well, you know, I get it, which is the the kind of thing with liking villains in general, you know, like you don't really, you shouldn't really relate to why they're doing what they're doing. But as far as him, he was badass. Just, I mean, I don't know. He's like, I hate immigrants too. (laughs) Yeah. But from his point of view, he thought he was like defending his homeland. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. He was bad, and he had fucking really violent ways of solving things, but at the same time, you know, the guy you want on your side, <laughs> and the guy you'd want to have to have across from you, you know? And then, he, even as bad as he was, he still showed respect to his uh, opponents when yeah. they stood up to him. He had, he had honor, you know? He was a fucking yeah. evil dude, but he had honor, you know? He performed fucking C-sections to underage chicks that he knocked up. <laughs> Come on. What a hero. <laughs> yeah, my favorite, my, capes. my favorite part was when he's fighting with Leo and Leo spits in his face <laughs> and he just fucking loses it and he headbutts him like three times like man that's just that's fucking savagery I have to think I would react the same way if I was fighting somebody that spit in my face <laughs> like I said you know like you relate you're like I get it that's brutal but man I would have done the same damn thing but a fish hooked him whatever <laughs> <laughs> That's a wound. But <laughs> see, like, man, he was just methodical. Everything, I, like he had, he had. Oh man, I don't even want to call him a villain anymore. But yeah, he was my he was my number five just because. I mean, he's bad, but you fucking love him. He's just gonna go to the border tomorrow and start fights. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I around represent the Confederacy of American Natives. <laughs> I'm gonna walk around with the flag draped across my shoulders. And like a, a fake eyeball that's in the shape of an eagle. Nah, I'm gonna have the happy face, like fucking <laughs> last second hero. Yeah, so he's, that's my number five. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a good character, man. He's pretty badass. And of course, now we're moving on to John. John was really like freaking out over this list that we had to push the date back a, a little because 
he just had a hard time picking his list. There, apparently, there's so many villains on his list. He had to narrow it down to five, and it was really hard. So that's why I'm like really excited. God, it was so for, hard. for John. Yes. Yeah, mine I just pulled out of my ass, and that's why I don't have a lot to say. But you know, bear with me. You want to what? To make but it I'm... more exciting. To make it more exciting, should I go next and then save John for last? Oh, I mean, it's cool. I can go next. There's no problem. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually more interested in hearing your list. No, mine's, oh, yeah. not, in, my, mine's not interesting at all. Don't worry about it. Oh, we're, we're our worst critics. Don't do that to yourself. No, they're, they're, Fuck no, it. Go for it. Go next. Go next. No, mine, mine's just whatever. Don't worry about it. All right, John, let's go. Aww. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Angie. All right, like I said, this one's for the weebs. You, you, you guys might not know this character if you haven't seen the anime or the live action movie. Uh, this this guy's name is Udo Jine, and he was a character from Rurouni Kenshin. In the uh, anime, he was just a first episode, first level boss fight. He was a throwaway villain. And I was really upset about that when I saw the movie, how he was portrayed in the movie, because in the live action movie, he was like an absolute badass, in my opinion. He uh, stole the main character's sword, who was an ex-assassin, and he took it and started killing people. Oh wait, just a quick thing. Uh, Rurouni Kenshin is a uh, samurai anime. Yes, it's also uh, there's also Samurai X, and they made some movies about that too. But uh, I digress. In the first movie, this was the main villain that he ended up having to fight, and he really fucking played it up well. He uh, went around assassinating police officers and killing random civilians, and he said he was part of some samurai school that took in. Uh, Kenshin so that he could shame it. And this guy also had the ability to instill paralyzing fear in his victims so that they couldn't fight back. Except it wouldn't work on Kenshin because he's a badass. And he did one of those things where he kept trying to get the main character to fight him because he knew the main character was an absolute badass. And he killed hundreds of people before he decided to give that life up. And in order to get him to actually fight him, at his full aggressive state, he kidnapped the, I don't want to say love interest, but the girl that was trying to help out the main character and casted his paralyzing fear spell on her and he caused her to slowly suffocate. He said, the only way to break the spell is you got to kill me. And nobody wants Kenshin to kill anybody because they don't want him to go back to that assassin lifestyle. So he tries everything to just knock the guy out and just beat him in a straight sword fight but this guy's just body and kitchen like nobody's business and the sword fight is actually really fucking good in the live action movie and eventually uh kitchen ends up having to break his arms and he tells him like if you don't break the spell i'm gonna end up having to kill you anyway and he's like i already told you you have to kill me and i kind of hate this part because like the the girl that he casted the paralyzing fear spell on ended up just I guess through the power of love or whatever or determination just broke it and oh. Kenshin didn't have to kill him after all which I thought was a massive waste of the story <laughs> but to end it he ended up committing uh, Harakiri on himself just to end up dying anyway well I mean love but, man I mean we learned that from the fucking last Jedi <laughs> <laughs> If you kill your enemies, they win. 
Well, yeah, that's that. That's my number five, uh, Udo Chine from the Running Kitchen live action movie. Were there sequels to those like live yes. action? Yes, there were. There were uh, three, or there were three movies that spanned the uh, Kyoto Inferno arc with Shishio being the last boss in the third movie. Which that was also a really good portrayal, but I I love and hate Shishio because Shishio was like. He was the only one that could stand up to Kenshin, and he was the only one that could beat him in just a straight-up sword fight. But this motherfucker had... He had been burned alive at some point and survived, and he didn't have any more sweat glands, so if he fought for too long, his blood would boil and he would explode, so... Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Damn. Why'd you pick him? (laughs) (laughs) Number five, Uno Jini, played by Koji Kikawa. Cool. Well, now it's my turn. <coughs> Good thing we had to do that because I got a fucking cough. But that yeah. you're calling Cthulhu. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, my number five is Anton Shiger. Or Shiger. You know, played by Javier Bardem. From, mm. yeah, you know, No Country for Old Men, which is a great fucking movie. And what makes this movie great is the villain. He. This dude's more fucking frightening than the Terminator. Because you remember the Terminator, you know, the remember the whole thing that Reese tells uh, Sarah Connor? He won't stop until you're dead. Yeah, well, this is this is Anton. This dude is fucking nuts. And I think the the part that made me, you know, like like this dude, which is also kind of fucked up, you know, because he did something evil. And I'm like, oh, I love, I love this dude. And that's when he's strangling the cop. You remember that? Oh, yes. that, that look on his face, bro. That was like, when you saw that, you were like, damn, this dude's fucking. I, I love how the camera pans past the cop's face while he's being strangled and it just focuses on uh, Sugar's face the whole time. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. Man, that's just yeah, like, insane. Yeah. You know, and you know, especially like the whole thing of just running around with the fucking, with, with the can of what, what is it, like air. Yeah. yeah. Just puts it to people's heads and just. That's what they use on the cows. Yeah. That was brutal, yeah. man. Yeah, that local little mechanism has a bolt in it that shoots out when the air hits it. Yeah, like uh my you know, one of my favorite scenes in the in the movie, because you know, there there's a coin toss scene that everybody likes. And that is a good scene. Cause you know, they the old man was just asking too many questions. Oh, dude, that, that movie is that that scene is too intense for me sometimes. Like I feel like anxious and I feel like I don't know, like, the way that whole scene is just, they nailed it. That's what made me, like, man, this dude's, like, fucking bonkers. Yeah, I mean, because he's there, he's there, what, he's he's there eating his peanuts? Yeah. And he's all, like, you know, he just pulls out his coin, and you're just like, oh, no, not the old man. Like, oh, this poor dude. <laughs> and, you know, the way he's just looking at him, the way he talks to him, and this, this dude's scary, man. Yeah, he is. And... I was just thinking the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't, I, I bet if this old man even calls the right fucking, you know, side of the coin, he's he's still going to get fucking killed. But he let That's him what live. I was he let him fucking live. And I'm like, okay, this guy is just confusing. Like, okay, he, he's actually following the fucking rules. Mm-hmm. But when he kills, man, it's brutal. Especially, you know, it, it's that, that fucking shotgun with a silencer. Oh yeah, 
But my favorite scene is when Tommy Lee Jones goes to the motel at night and Anton is there right behind a door. And it's just this quiet moment where there's just, you know, you just hear the traffic out in the street with the cars passing by. And Tommy Lee Jones is just looking around, dude. And you're just like, just don't walk in there. <laughs> because there's a fucking monster behind the fucking door. Just don't walk in there. And just the way he's there with a shotgun, with his eyes just staring off into nowhere, like he's ready to fucking kill. Like, that's my favorite scene. You know, Tommy Lee Jones, he was a cool fucking character too, but you're just again you're thinking he's gonna fucking die dude this dude's just not gonna make it but no he does the smart thing and that's i'm just gonna fucking leave i'm gonna fucking you know fuck that he takes off no interaction between them and he doesn't you know, know how how close he, he was to dying you know yeah he would have got he would have got him he would have picked him off you know yeah that was one of the few times i didn't want tommy Lee Jones to die in a movie yeah <laughs> yeah but you know especially again you know like anton you know he's he's a great character but He's a villain. He's got but, a code. He's got a code. He fucking yeah. Can I point out that there was one person that actually defeated him in the whole movie, and it was what? that fat lady receptionist. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, give you that kind of information. I said I can't give it to you. <laughs> it just sneers at her and walks out. It's like because he was like, man, this this lady doesn't live by my rules. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just like, I can go play somewhere else. Yeah, he was he respected the game, so he was just like, out of everybody, you would think somebody would kill would be her, you know? No patience for that kind of shit, but now nah, he was like, eh. Maybe right. it was out maybe it was out of respect, man, you know? Like hey, this this lady don't take shit. Dude, yeah. for real, I wanted to pull out a gun and shoot her. <laughs> yeah, nah, but he, she held her own, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe it was out of respect, you know, he respected her. He respected the uh the alpha fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah. For real. He 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 respected her dominance. <laughs> it was that was dominance right there, dude. <laughs> he was like, "This lady's badass." So like, he was like, "She probably had a kid like on the toilet, like didn't even know she was pregnant, and yeah. went to went to work the next day." <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, we got to move on, but yeah, that that's that's my number five, Anton Shiger, by you know, played by Javier Bardem from Nor Country for Old Men. But you know, yeah. Oh man, it, it, that was. I was actually thinking you guys weren't gonna like him, but uh, I mean, it's great you guys love him because he is a great fucking character. Well, yeah, good movie, good character. All right, well now we're moving on to number four and back to Ag. Well, this can go two ways. Either okay, I'm not gonna tell you where he was, but I had Anton Chigurh too, so I could either just waste that pick we already talked about him, or I can give you my honorable mention, or just that'll be my turn. Saying I had Anton too. What do you think? I'm okay. I'm gonna say if he wasn't your number four, I would say gloss over it and just give us your number four. Okay, he wasn't my number four <laughs> or my five, obviously. Okay, we uh, you were talking about Hans Gruber, and I had his brother Simon played by uh, Jeremy Irons, just because he was kind of he was mad, you know, but he was smart too, and he you know he was a soldier. Uh, he, he wanted revenge, and just Jeremy Irons. That's another just fucking top choice actor you know he's like done plays and shit and i just like the, just the little puzzles that movie is just so interesting to me like the first two they're classics but fuck it if i never see those again i don't care but part three die hard with the vengeance i gotta watch like at least once a year i saw yeah. it a couple weeks it, it, I it, it, 
I got like I hate I hate to cut you off, but I also got to say it's my favorite fucking Die Hard. Yeah, and, I like it way better than the second one. I mean, he's a big part. I mean, you got Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis, like that's fucking gold. But he's, I mean, for him to go against them two, you know, that's crazy. And he fucking got the best of them most of the time, you know. Even though they got they got to him eventually, but yeah, he's always been one of my like kind of favorite villains, just because he's all smart and. I mean, he doesn't get too angry. And then he fucks over that other dude. And steals his chick. That's crazy. He fucks over the country that, g- that gave him the job. They wanted him to blow up the gold. And he was like, what did he say? Uh, the the next best thing to thinking somebody, you're blowing up their gold is, I don't know. We all seen it. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my number four. Dude, I got to say the, uh, the water puzzle was fucking diabolical. I never would have figured that out. I would have exploded. I still don't understand it. <laughs> I still don't understand what they did to figure it out. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, I'm sure if some some math person is watching, they could probably send us a message explaining it. But that's fucking Greek to me. I might watch it again. Just I I saw it literally two weeks ago. But okay, that that was my number four. I, I hate math, so that's the point where I always go take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a word problem. And it's water flowing. Man, fuck water. All right. Well, that was ages number four. Pretty quick. Right. We're gonna go, we're gonna go ahead and move on with John John John's number four. All right, uh, this might be another obscure one. I wouldn't expect a lot of people to know, but my number four pick is the Scorpion from the Five Deadly Venoms, played by Sun Chin, who is one of the main actors of the the Venoms Clan group that makes a shitload of Shaw movies back in the seventies. But the reason I like him is because he's one of the uh, puppet master type villains but he doesn't have a problem getting his hands dirty. He manipulates all of the people that he had trained with because they don't know who he is because they all trained in mass anyway, so they don't technically know each other. He manipulates them to help him steal gold from the clan that trained him, and he uses two of his classmates as basically terrorists. He gets them to break into these people's houses and kill their kids and then break the bones of the parents just to leave them there. Jesus. And yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rough. And you find out while watching this movie that the character is also a high ranking constable in the police force in the town that he's in. So he's got like one of the best covers you could ever have. If you're going to be one of those types of villains and it eventually like he kills the two guys that were working for him. And in the movie, it explains that, you're going to need two other vil- uh, Venom's clan members to fight one other one just if you want to take them down because they're all weird and have these contrasting powers or strengths to each other. But this guy's like super fast. He's got really super strong kicks and he uses throwing daggers, but he throws them so fast you don't see him doing it. And he uses it to kill some of his classmates that way. And at the end of the movie, there's only one of his old classmates that's still alive. And then this one rookie dude that the dying master was training, they almost ended up dying fighting him, but they eventually ended up killing him with his own blades, stabbing the shit out of him. I'm so freaking out over the breaking their bones. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to be a villain. Jeez. What's the name of this movie? The Five Deadly Venoms. Okay. I got to watch this. Yeah. That's one of my favorite Kung Fu movies, too. And How old I is think, it? Oh, dude, like, uh, I want to say 1975 is when it came out, something like that. Hmm. Hold on, so I'll that's, look that up. Uh, 
the English dub's like, I'm here to break your bones. Yeah. <laughs> 1978. Yeah, is it bad, like badly dubbed or subtitles? Uh, the dubbing isn't too bad for it, but you know, it it's never really quality when you dub over Chinese language with English language because it doesn't line up. So you get these weird pauses in dubs where <laughs> Yeah, like the person speaking English has to stop talking because the person speaking Chinese stopped talking, and then the sentence kind of breaks down because of that shit. And like, like, on, like, like on Kung Pao, <laughs> like on Kung Pao when the dog barks and it's all late. <laughs> no, I was going like, to say like that, World, dude. No, yeah, that too. It, yeah, the whole late dubbing thing, that actually came from, I think, old Godzilla movies. <laughs> but, um... It's kind of like a Mortal Kombat Annihilation when Sindel was telling Katana she was going to die, but she paused after the word you <laughs> and then waited two seconds to say will die, and it sounded really fucking weird. Oh, yeah. I still remember that. <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be my number four, the Scorpion from the Five Deadly Venoms. <laughs> We're moving on to my number four, and here I'm going to have to list two of them. Uh, one's the honorable mention. <laughs> because, you know, I was struggling for my number four. Who are they going to be? Should I start doing honorable mentions? Well, I mean, you, you know, place the ones that you were having a struggle with, you know? Yeah, I think you're well allowed one, at least. One honorable mention. Yeah, because uh, the one I, the one, the, the one I had two fighting for my number four spot, one was Alex DeLarge. You know, was that Cla Ma Clockwork? Yeah, Clockwork Orange, played by Malcolm McDowell. Ooh. So he, he was up for number four but in the end i ended up picking thomas j murphy played by kevin costner from three thousand miles to graceland you know and what i've never seen that movie you you gotta see it man kevin costner is he, he plays a badass villain he's he's murphy and the, the movie russell's just, in that right yeah they're all bad guys in the end because they all fucking rob a casino but it's a bunch of criminals dressed as Elvis impersonators to go rob a bank. It's successful. They rob it. Oh, and Christian Slater's on it, too. And Murphy just ends up fucking backstabbing all of them because he wants the money for himself. The thing is, he is fucking crazy. He's a sociopath. He runs around killing everyone. There's a great scene where he gets pulled over by a cop. Him and the cop both get out of their cars. But, you know, they, they don't move, you know, towards each other. It's like they, they know something bad's going to happen. So while he's there at his car, the cop, you know, he's like a small town cop, you know, like a sheriff. Yeah, I, I guess you could say it was the sheriff. Dude comes out, pulls out his revolver, and he's all doing tricks and shit with it. And, you know, Murphy's like, you know, we got a fucking cowboy here. And, you know, there's, there's a moment where he's like, you know, hey, it's a great day today. And the sheriff, he's like, it's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> he responds to him like that. And while this is happening, there's some FBI agents talking about Murphy, you know, going through his background that this motherfucker claims to be a, ch a fucking spawn of Elvis because, you know, Elvis slept around with all his groupies and shit, you know, all his fans. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, you know, uh, while, while that's happening, Murphy and the sheriff are at the perfect distance to have a fucking draw. So they go ahead, pull their guns. You see the bullets fly by each other. He actually nails the cop. And the cop, you know, the cop kind of like just bullet goes right by Murphy's fucking uh, cheek, you know, cuts him. But yeah, he, he kills the cop. And that's when the FBI agent's like, oh, yeah, they, they did some uh, some tests back in the day. 
And it turns out, yeah, he's a uh, all the tests point that yeah, this dude actually is Elvis's fucking kid. Oh, <laughs> so oh, yeah, shit. yeah. But you know, this dude goes around setting fucking gas stations on fire and just blowing them up. And you know, like the way he dies, I think that's you know, again, spoilers. Three thousand miles to Graceland. Uh, his death scene is one of my favorites because at the end he's going up against a whole SWAT team, you know, of like eight FBI agents, and he's in this room that has windows all around and he's already wounded he's dying and you see all these lasers pointing at him and he's just there like with his you know his hand is covered in his blood and he's just looking at it and he's also holding a fucking m60 in the other hand and he just you know he's gonna die so he's like fuck it he just lifts the gun just starts spraying and praying he's shooting everything but you know they all shoot him and kill him yeah he just ends up dying and one of my favorite parts about the movie is uh, the end credits because it's Kurt Russell singing, uh, what was it? It was a night by Elvis, and Kevin Costner is there, you know, just dancing, smoking cigarettes. It, dude, it, it's such a cool fucking uh, end credits. I love it, and it is, uh, it's also a fucking great Elvis song. And but yeah, you know, just Kevin Costner plays a good villain, man. Like I, I wish he did it more. He, he was fucking great and if you haven't seen it you, you need to check it out it's, it's a cool action movie Shit, i'll just, see if i can find it tomorrow and watch it yeah and it's about thieves if you can't i'll fucking stream it man you, i love that movie and yeah we'll fucking watch it because yeah, i fucking love it man I, I, that's all i gotta say it's a great movie man hell yeah it's don't, a date don't don't trust <laughs> don't trust the reviews this is a fun movie it's about thieves betrayal backstabbing and money Oh, that's one thing I never do with movies. I never read reviews. I don't give a shit about reviews. I don't care about critics. They can all go fuck themselves. I'll watch the movie. Yeah, and that's why I say, man, you know, 3,000 Miles of Graceland, I love it. So, yeah, my number four, Thomas J. Murphy, 3,000 Miles of Graceland. Damn, awesome. Right, AG. Now we're moving on to number three. Yeah, so I'll give you, just real quick, my honorable mention. And it's from the movie Whiplash, and oh. Terrence Fletcher, played by uh, J.K. Simmons. It's one of the biggest... Have you seen that movie? No. Have you, seen <laughs> you, have them on your, you have them on your villain list? <laughs> no, no, no. That's like having Gordon Ramsay on your villain list. Come on, man. You think so? Hey, he just wanted his students to be as perfect as they could be. But he was a fucking dick. Yeah, Sometimes. he's a villain. He's a villain. Sometimes you just gotta be a dick. Are you okay. saying like, that's like having... Um... Damn it! That that's like having uh, what's his face from Officer and a Gentleman as a villain. Lewis, yeah, uh, he... played played by Lewis Gossett Jr. I mean, yeah, he... I mean, I, I can see that yeah. because he wasn't the villain. He was it was his job to be an asshole. You know, I hate it. I'm, I'm not what saying that's the wrong pick. I'm just trying to create discord. Okay, discord. <laughs> well, right, well, I guess... well, oh, then then the rest of my list is not gonna size up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, aside from your honorable mention, who's your number four? Three. I got. I got. Yeah, number three. Oh yeah, number three. Okay. See, this is going to be in the same vein. Then you're going. You might not consider this guy a villain. You never know. But I. Okay. I got Bob Morales, played by Isai Morales in La Bamba. Just wow! I, I didn't even, see that coming. Even when I was young. <laughs> even when I was young, I need. This is. I have. Well, no I mean, dude. With. Dude, you got a podcast full of Mexicans. It was bound to happen, dude. <laughs> I mean, also, we, we all we all seen that movie, man. If you're Mexican, you've seen that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. 
And that dude was, I didn't even know what a piece of shit was. But when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this dude's a piece of shit. You know, in every way, you know, he fucking steals his, you know, we, we, we've we all seen it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he counts. He perfectly counts because he corrupted, uh, well, he tried to corrupt Richie. Yeah. He tried to corrupt him. He's He was an abusive husband. Yep, alcoholic. Yeah, an alcoholic. Drug runner, gang member, whatever. Yeah. See, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. That that that's villainous. You know, though, yeah, he, I mean, he loved his brother, but at the uh, you know at the same time, he he was trying to teach him the wrong things. You know. Yeah, but he took his chick. You know. Yeah. He had been he had been planting the seed for years, probably trying to like, you know, romance her, and then this dude comes into town and fucks her that night. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like man, and he knows too. You know, he's like. You know, hey, make wet. That's what I am, you know? And, like, Richie, he's like, ah, you know, ah, my brother, what can I do, you know? But, yeah. yeah. No, he he counts, dude. He totally counts. Yeah, he, that's a that's, That is that's my number... Awful. That's my number two. <laughs> no, you know? Eat, eat it! it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the line, the famous line, you know, when she's like, I'm pregnant, and he, you know, he doesn't even react. You know, and we all say it, you know, I'm pretty sure, and she's like, well, aren't you going to say anything? He's like, for what? Like, it ain't my first or my last. Like, dude, that's a fucking <laughs> evil motherfucker, man. That's how I yeah. learned how to how how to be a dick to chicks. <laughs> I, see, I see why he's so high up. <laughs> well, that's number three, not not number two. You said number two. Sure. Oh, okay. two, I see why he's so high up on your list. <laughs> All right. Well. We're moving on to John. John, what's your number? Th- uh, damn it, number th- what's your number three? All right. Before I say my number three, since we're doing honorable mentions, I had a, I had a honorable mention for number four, and that's uh, Annie Wilkes from Misery. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah and yep. she she's a fucking villain. She's a psycho villain. But yep. I mean, she didn't have any like big goals, so you know, I figured it was going to be her or somebody not too super famous for uh, number four. But anyway. On to number three, and uh, th- this one's going to be a famous one. Everybody should know this one. My uh, my number three uh, villain is the T one thousand from Terminator Two. Oh hell yeah, Robert Patrick. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. He was an unstoppable. Like he was literally an unstoppable killing machine. Like he was, he was he, so fucking unstoppable. He was even on Wayne's World. Oh, yep. that's fucking right. He was on Wayne's World. He almost killed Wayne and Garth. And I forgot about that shit. Have you seen this boy? Ah! <laughs> and then he just walked after the car. <laughs> but I I love him in uh, as as a contrasting character to Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie because you know Arnold Schwarzenegger's always he was the big bad in the first one, but um, he was slow and he didn't really come off as too uh, human to me. He uh, he was real monotone and shit. Uh, the T one thousand, that dude was blending in almost as fast as he showed up in the movie. Like, well, until he, until, until he got into killing mode, that's when he just got like the goal, the target. Mm. Oh yeah, that's that's all the Terminator skills. Like when, once your target's in sight, you gotta fucking kill him. But um dude, he, he was faster, he was stronger, he was smarter. He fucking killed Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in the fucking movie, and then they just had to like Deus Ex Machina him back to life and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, back up battery he, power. Dude, for real. And then he almost finished the fucking mission. He was right there. 
he was going to have Sarah and John like fucking in one shot. But, uh, you know, here comes fucking Arnold with a grenade launcher and he maxes out the T-1000's fucking damage threshold and throws him into a vat of fucking molten metal. But like the the fucking journey from the beginning to the end of the movie, he was just like one of the best fucking monsters on screen I had ever seen. Because, you know, you don't know how badass he's going to be. Like when you see him coming at you, you think, oh, this guy's just a fucking cop. And then his hands turn into fucking swords and he's fucking absorbing bullets and running faster than motorcycles. Or like when you see him pouring into the windshield like a fucking shit out of an asshole and he tells you to get out. Dude, the elevator scene too when he does that. Oh shit. Oh man. Yeah, that, that was one of the coolest fucking uh moments I'd ever seen. One of the best sequels to a movie. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. The first one's shit compared to that one. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean the first one it's like aliens. You know, Alien One, Terminator, they're they're horror movies, but when you get yeah. to the sequels, they're action movies. Yeah. They're badass action movies. But uh, yeah, the T-1000, that's my uh, number three villain right there. Yeah, T-1000's fucking epic, dude. He's a great guy. I want to hang out with him. Well, we're moving on to my number three, and that's Daniel Plainview, played by Daniel Day-Lewis on There Will Be Blood. Mm, Awesome performance. Awesome performance, and just a straight-up fucking asshole, dude. You know, like, this dude's all about the oil from the beginning of the movie. And, you know, he finds the kid, you know, his dad died and he just ends up raising this kid only to use him, you know, while he's making his deals with, you know, oil, oil companies. And this is one scene where the big oil explosion happens and his kid got hurt. Well, that scene right there explains everything because he he's raising this kid, right? You, you think he loves this kid. His kid's hurt. It blows out his fucking ears. But he's just there staring at the oil just coming out of the ground with just fire everywhere. And he's just like enchanted by that. He doesn't give a fuck about his kid. And we get to the scene where his kid's like, you know what? I'm going to leave. You know, I'm going to go off on my own with my wife and I'm going to start my own business. And Daniel's like, oh, you mean you're going to become a fucking rival? You're going to be going up against me. And he pretty much tells him, you know what? Get the fuck out of here because you ain't shit to me. You, you know, this whole time you were just a bastard in a basket. And just the way he repeats that, like this dude's just, he doesn't give a fuck. He's just, he, he's a bad person. And, you know, of course, the milkshake scene, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that that scene's amazing too. And, you know, just the way he's talking down to him and the way he, uh, the way he just takes advantage of this dude's, uh, you know, desperate point in his life. And he makes him, he makes him say that, you know, Everything he believes in, God, the church, it's not real, you know, just for some money. And he, he just doesn't care, man. And I mean, honestly, I I wish I would say, like, I want to put this dude at my number one, but I can't because, you know, the, the other characters are my favorite. Oh, man, I love them. But this guy, yeah, he's out of all of them. No, never mind. Because I'll say the other ones, uh, they might be as worse. But yeah, I love them a lot because he was just brutal with his words he he's he can just fucking break you down and just make you feel like you're nothing with just his words and that's why i I fucking love him dude and he's a great character so yeah that's my number three daniel plainview by you know played by daniel day lewis 
Now I kind of wish I had a Daniel Day-Lewis on my list. <laughs> could have three D-Days. D-Day-Lewis, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, well, now we're, we're, getting out, we're getting closer to number one. Now we're moving to number two. And AG, you're going to kick it off. Number two. Anton Chigurh, played by Javier Bardem, No Country for Old Men. Hey, he's higher on your list than mine. <laughs> <laughs> you might even like him more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. He respects him more. He's, I don't know. I yeah, you know. I relate to him more. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah, oh, well. he was just. Honestly, I had never. I don't remember seeing him, Javier Bardem, ever in a movie. So it was real surprising, like, to see him, like, in action. Like, I. At first, I thought it was, like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan or something like that, but you know, I knew it wasn't. But that's who he reminded me of. But, yeah, that first scene when he's choking out the cop and that look in his eyes. Like, at first you want to laugh, but then you're like, no, that's not, that shit ain't funny. That shit, this dude's, like, <laughs> fucking, he's out there, you know? You want to laugh, like I said. Like, that's your first reaction. But, nah. And just just the way it's shot, and he's just relentless, you know? Like, you see he has multiple ways of killing somebody, but just like that was so just brutal. Like, he's fucking taking that dude's life. And he's, like, almost getting off on it just for that, that fucking crazy look. He gets that look later on, you know? Or he's just staring off that thousand yards there. And <laughs> that that That's just insane. Yeah. And, I mean, just his whole... Like, he, he has... I don't want to call him values, but, you know, we'll say he's, he's got a code, you know, he does the coin flip and he sticks to it. He's not, he's, he's crazy, but in his head, he has some kind of purpose and he has just a way, a way of life. And like, that's scary too, you know, like this dude's do, so capable of all this, but yet he's so heartless about it. Do you think he believes that if someone picks heads, they were meant to pick heads? Like, you know, or like whatever they pick is what they were meant to pick. Like, you know, it's yeah. been destined. Yeah, it's fate. He believes in fate like a motherfucker. And well, he I doesn't give to... his uh, bosses or handlers a chance before he fucking shoots them. That just crazy. Because when he goes back to that uh that scene from the beginning, where the fucking trucks and yeah, drugs and all that shit were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just fucking guns down the dudes that were supposed to be like helping him out. Yeah. So I mean, he's not. He's still a fucking murdering bastard, I guess. So. Yeah, he <clears throat> he doesn't give a fuck what side you're on. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, now that I think about it, when you put it like that, him killing and giving them a choice versus just, like, I don't want to say senseless, because, I mean, he had a job to do, but I don't know. It kind of takes away from the giving people a choice, now that I think about it. He's just, he's just a murdering fucker, and that little part of the coin, he was trying to, like, maybe, maybe he was doing it for fun, because he knew he was going to kill people anyways, and, but yeah, he, he was legit scary, he was legit, like, he felt uncomfortable you know by him and the conversation in the store with the the old man like that's just like you can cut the tension with the knife you feel uncomfortable you feel scared for him and just like the way he's talking you know he's talking like a fucking yeah he has he's so quick he's so sharp with his responses and this old man like he's he can't fucking even get out of it you know he's just like <laughs> oh we're, we're closed he's like oh what time do you close he's like now he's like, what time you know it's just like He's fucking like, he's trying to. Yeah, man. Man, oh. John almost sounded like him right there. I'm fucking scared. <laughs> and then he even does that little part. He delivers the line kind of like laughing. I forgot what he says, though. I can't think of it right now. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, shit. Yeah. Just to move on. I mean, yeah, that, that was a good explanation. Hell yeah, dude. That was better than mine. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, John, you're number two. 
My number two is Llewellyn Moss from No Country for Old Men. Damn. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Fucking drug stealing bastard. <laughs> no, uh, my number two is going to be uh, Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, played by Robert England. But which Freddy Krueger? At what point were you like, this is the best Freddy Krueger? Shit, the first one. I okay. saw the first Nightmare on Elm Street when I was way too young to have seen that movie. <laughs> Back in the day, uh, KABB, before it was bought by Fox, on Saturday nights, they would show horror movies in the segment they called Twisted Saturday Nights. They did not cut anything out of the movies. So you got to see some really gruesome shit if you stayed up really late and watched horror movies on that channel late at night. Uh, one of them was Children from the Corn, Night of the Living Dead, but Nightmare on Elm Street stood out to me because of just the uh, the gruesomeness of it, I guess, I when to, I was I hate, a child. I hate to be that movie Nazi, but it's Children of the Corn. Not the Children of the Corn? No, you said no. Children in, in, at the Corn or in the Corn. Some shit. No, no you, said children, you said Children from the Corn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm gonna have you have to play that back so I can hear it. Malachi. <laughs> Did I see children want... from the corn? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, anyway, so uh, Freddy Krueger, like for most of the franchise, I still like him, but the first Nightmare on Elm Street is still gonna be like the badass one for me. And I don't know how a lot of people felt about it, but the long arm scene scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Uh, I was just thinking that. I was like, man, when you saw him do that, you're like, what the fuck is this? this like, what, was, what was the you point know? of that? That scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it was just weird. And then it just fucking escalated from that point on, like, the girl getting thrown around the ceiling, getting her fucking gut slashed open. Uh, the Nancy having the dream in class, and you see uh, what's her name in the body bag getting pulled away by some invisible force. and mm. Oh, shit. Even like the mom burning to death before you realize it's the end of the movie. Oh like, yeah, yeah. But the the big thing, like Freddy Krueger in general, once the uh, lore evolved, uh, also made him more appealing because you got to understand that he wasn't just he wasn't just like some evil ghost. He was given power by demons as long as he kept killing kids in their sleep and. He enjoyed doing it. He was a child killer when he was a human, and he was a child killer after he died, and they couldn't do anything to stop him. Like, the, the only time they came close to actually stopping Freddy Krueger was in uh, in the Freddy versus Jason story. They had to drug a whole bunch of kids with some heavy narcotics that either prevented them from dreaming or prevented them from, like, knowing they were dreaming because all of his power came from like knowing that he existed. Like you just had to know he was there in order for him to have the power to kill you. Damn. Yeah. He, he was unstoppable. I mean, uh, aside from uh nightmare on Elm street two, which was kind of a weird movie and didn't really fit too well. I thought in the series, um, uh, three had some of the coolest fucking deaths, uh, I had seen, uh, because it took place in a mental institution with a bunch of troubled kids and, one of the ugliest ones, or well, two of them. The 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 first one was the kid who kept making puppets, and yeah. he made kept making <laughs> figures out of clay. Freddy Krueger cut his arms and legs open and used his tendons and blood vessels as little marionette puppet strings to make him walk through the building at night and up to the roof and jump to his death. 
And then there was this one girl that was in the therapy group who was an ex junkie and she had track marks all over her arms. And they, they brought that up earlier in the movie, but when she was dreaming and she ran into Freddy Krueger, all of his fingers turned into fucking heroin needles and he pinned her up against a wall and just shoved them into her, her arms. But all the little track marks in her arms turned into like tiny mouths. <laughs> and Oh my God, that fucking, that freaked me the hell out when I saw that. And you know, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say just, you know, most of the uh, other deaths in the series were just kind of goofy for the most part. But you know, the scene on part one where he comes through the wall when Nancy's uh, sleeping. Yeah. The crucifix falls off. Yeah. You know, that was real, right? Like no special effects. Oh uh, yeah. I think I read they put like uh, like a rubber sheet or something on the wall. Yeah. No, it was where where the uh, whole wall would be. It was two dudes holding it. Oh, it was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, you know, movie magic. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that scene looked really fucking cool. What about, what's his face? Uh, Fucking Rorschach as uh, Freddy Krueger. I thought he was great, dude. I I liked him. I I know a lot of people don't like him and don't like the remake of the movie, but I thought it was decent. And they also made him more of a monster in that movie by making him a child molester as well as a child killer. Yeah. Well, didn't they didn't they kind of play with the fact that it might he might not have done nothing or was was that one well, of the it, it was leading you to that, but then she finds out. Oh yeah, he it was everything was true. He, he's oh both. okay, Damn. yeah, because the the parents finally tell the kids about what they did to Freddy Krueger because um, he got off on a technicality in his court case, like a mistrial or some evidence bullshit, something like that. Anyway, he clearly didn't go to justice, so the parents hunt him down lock him in some boiler room and burn him alive. And then the kids are like, why the fuck would you do something like that? We were kids. We're stupid. We probably made shit up. Mm. And as far as like, because even the parents say it, as far as like the kids just saying shit about it, they never found any evidence. There was never any evidence tying Freddy Krueger's character to any of the shit that they accused him of until they go and find his little fucking janitor hole in the basement and they find the uh, pictures, all the little Polaroids and shit. And then you find out who's, oh man, who's that one fucking, I can't remember the actor, but that kid who finds him, he's like, oh shit, it's all true. Damn. Yeah, I forgot I about gonna, that. I was going to also say, um, part two, um, I, I liked part two. There's a lot of controversy about it. <laughs> <laughs> the director claims he didn't know they were making like a gay horror movie. <laughs> like yeah he said uh, he said he had no clue like yeah sure all right but <laughs> but yeah you know i like part two uh, but one thing that freaked me out about part two was when they went to the uh that abandoned place where uh, freddy's headquarters is legion of doom headquarters <laughs> and you see the two dogs but their faces are kid like kid faces Oh yeah. What when I was young and saw that, that freaked me out. But seeing that as an adult, you could totally tell those are just fucking plastic masks, fucking on the dogs' heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it's still fucking creepy as shit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the part in part two that did me in was when he comes out of that dude's body. Oh yeah, it looked like baloney, like fried baloney. <laughs> <laughs> fried baloney. And I love fried baloney. I never, I never touch the stuff. <laughs> That part, that part freaked me out. I like the part where uh, he's having a nightmare early in the movie, and he goes down to the basement, and Freddy Krueger comes out of the basement and stops him, and he's like, 
we're going to do great things. You have your body, and I have my brain. And then he pulls his scalp off, and you see his brain like pulsating out of the top uh, of his head. Oh, and yeah. then it like it cuts to I think the family having breakfast, and you just hear a Han Solo scream from the yeah. other room, and they all stop <laughs> feeding and look up. Yeah, he had a fucking stupid ass scream. Dude, it, it happens, you know, when the when the coach when he meets the coach at the gay bar, and they go back to the gym, <laughs> and he gets tied and up and whipped, <laughs> and then he gets they, scratched. No, he gets scratched, not whipped. But then, yeah. like, he realizes he's wearing Freddy's glove, and he just starts screaming when he sees it. <laughs> he has an like an ugly scream. It's like ah, like you're so shit, dude. It's it's a fucking nasty scream. It's. Yeah, it's an ugly scream he's got. It, it's a real Patricia Arquette scream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was also in part three. Or no, was that a Ned Arquette? That I can't Patricia. remember. It was okay. Yeah, I hate the way Patricia Arquette screams. It's so fucking bone chilling. But, you know, we made it all the way here. But you forgot to mention Freddy Krueger played by Robert Englund. I said that, didn't I? Yeah, he said it. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Oh, Good shit, night. on my notes here, I put Robert Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Krueger? Oh. Uh, Robert Cop? Played by himself. Robert Cop. <laughs> Fucking Robert Cop, dude. He's a, he's a, he's a, you know that she's going for like 900 bucks? All right. Uh, what, was it my turn? My number one? My number two? Your number two. Yeah. All right. This is going to be short. But my number two is Scar, played by Jeremy Irons on The Lion oh. King. Ooh. Oh. Damn. Damn. I feel like my list is worthless now. I'm jealous now. Although I, I do take solace that I picked uh, Jeremy Irons too. So. <laughs> on one of them. <laughs> but yeah, it could have been either one of those, honestly. I, I did like, not consider Scar. Yeah, Scar is like one of the greatest villains ever made. Or yeah. created. And, and one of the like greatest singers ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we'll we'll get to that. But he just looks badass, you know. Uh, fuck Mufasa. He he he's a piece of shit looking lion. He, whatever. Scar just looks badass, and I like how Scar is just driven by fucking what would you say jealousy? Yeah, and like absolutely, a, like a hunger Envy. for yeah, and a hunger for power. And this dude's willing to go fuck beyond all efforts to get it that he even kills his own brother. Anyway. Tells his little henchman to go kill his fucking nephew. This is straight up evil, dude. But why is he likable? He's hardcore. Hardcore <laughs> evil. I, I think he's got an air of charisma around him that just fucking draws you in. You're like, man, this guy's not too bad. Well, because he, he, he's evil as fuck, but he just seems to have control of it. Like, you know, when, like you see it when he's, when he's talking to Scar. He pisses off, um, not the Scar, but when he's talking to Mufasa. Like, he's able to piss him off, but this dude is just, you know, they're obviously fucking trolling him. Yeah. But, and yeah, like, uh, like Mufasa tries to flex nuts, and Scar doesn't even, like, bat an eye, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he does, you know, he doesn't give a shit. Because he, he's like, I'm, I'm going to fucking be in your place soon. I don't give a fuck. You know, how, how he manipulates the hyenas, he uses them. And, at the mention of food, they're like, yeah, go for it, dude. We'll fucking join you. <laughs> and then that's where it comes down to be prepared. It's just one of the greatest moments in just movie history where the villain is just, he's like, hey, I got this fucking plan. 
this is how it's going to go. But it comes in, the, in like in song form. And it's such a catchy tune. Jeremy Irons, like one of the greatest voices ever. Mm-hmm. And obviously a great villain. I mean, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I love Dungeons and Dragons, and I thought he was amazing in it. Mm, oh, yeah, good. Yeah, he was having fun with that fucking role, and he loved it. And, you know, with Scar, imagine what it was like being in a recording room, listening to him sing, you know, see, you know, see what he said after, you know, like if he enjoyed it. I, I bet you think he enjoyed it singing? Oh, I think so. It sounded like, like he enjoyed it enough to do it really fucking well. Yeah, dude, he's Be Prepared is such a great song. That That's a song I play multiple times a year. <laughs> like, dude, uh, like, when I got my new AirPods, that was one of the songs I played. <laughs> like, you know, I'll I'll always go to Be Prepared and uh, Pride Rock. <laughs> Those are like two of the coolest fucking tracks on that soundtrack. And that whole soundtrack is great, dude. Even fucking I can't, wait, can't wait to be king. Come on. That's, oh, I was on Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> dude, now I'm going to imagine you listening to Be Prepared before you do a Raiden Destiny 2. Dude, like... <laughs> Be prepared yeah. is is like a perfect fucking song for anything, dude. You you gotta take a big shit. You play be be prepared. Oh shit! You know, and I you know like the scene, uh, the scene I really love is when the uh, the rocks are rising at the end of Be Prepared, and he's there on that just little rock, the highest one, and he's like the king, undisputed, respected, saluted. You know, and seeing all these hyenas around him, like doing backup vocals. <laughs> and he's just rising higher and higher with all these Nazi hyenas, <laughs> dude. Like, how can anyone not think Scar is cool? Like, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but you gotta give it. You gotta give it to be prepared, man. It's it, it made. I wouldn't say it made him. I mean, yeah, maybe, but still, he he made that whole fucking place into a fucking wasteland too. He brought the lions like real life Fallout. <laughs> But uh, under the guise of equality, because he was touting that fucking Mufasa was the tyrant. Yeah, you know he's hey, all. Um, wasn't originally the plan to kill uh, Simba because he wasn't trying to kill Mufasa, right? He was trying to get the stampede over Simba because they were in the little valley, right? Yeah, that was to draw Mufasa in. I think his plan was to kill them both. Oh, okay. I was thinking like, oh, he was gonna wait it out, like, oh, let me kill him and then I'll be the next, whatever. But okay, it made sense that Mufasa would go over there. But you also gotta love that scene where Mufasa's helpless and he's asking for help, and Scar just digs his claws into his paws, and yeah, he just that. like says like "Long live the king!" <laughs> like oh. dude, that that scene is so fucking great, dude. It's fucked up, but it's just the performance, you know, it's amazing. That was fucking evil. Yeah, you know, hearing, the- James, hearing James Earl Jones scream is kind of just <laughs> unnerving. <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't think that's what AG meant, man. <laughs> oh, you're doing Tommy No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. the best. I, I was doing Vader for Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Tommy oh. No. There you go. Oh, she's going to kill him. He's going to be the best, the best of the Sith. <laughs> Um, holy shit holy i'm really fucking curious to see how you're gonna top that one that was badass <laughs> you mean, imagine if the emperor was hanging onto the edge and <laughs> vader came up and he was like long live the emperor <laughs> 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 wait 
I've always thought the fucking emperor looks stupid as he's falling down. <laughs> it just, it just uh, looks stupid. Oh shit! But yeah, Scar, my number two. Um, that was a good pick, man. Yeah, we're we're moving on to number one. So, Ag, your your number one that's not number one, but due to confusion, is now number one. Oh, serves me right. Serves me right. All right. Real quick though, do you have any other honorable mentions you'd like to bring up before you mention your number one? Mm, no, sir. No. Yeah. No, I only I only had six, <laughs> so I had one extra one. Then John's still like, how the fuck did he run out? <laughs> John's still confused. <laughs> Even I'm confused too. How the fuck? Uh, okay, man. Let's just move on. What's your number one? I fucked it up, bro. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> <laughs> he, he said I fucked it up. I, I was like, who? Oh, shit. Who's your number one? Number one is Wes, played by Scott Glenn in 1980 Urban Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a piece okay. of shit. That dude was like, I remember being little and thinking like, man, this dude's like, he's scary and he's fucking, he's an asshole. I mean, if he was an ex-con, you know, he was a badass too, you know? Dude, no, no, that's a good number one because yeah, dude. Ever since I was a kid, and I saw Urban Cowboy. I was, a, I was afraid of Scott Glenn. Yes, and just I mean, not to, and he continued with like hard ass roles, you know. Yeah, but that one was, and then he kicked Bud's ass. Bud's drunk, you know, but still, you know, it was just, and he it, he made fucking short work of him. I remember being like, damn. I mean, he could ride a bull. He fucking didn't the bull trample him, and he got up and like just dusted his shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> and Bud was all on his nuts before he, you know, that's when he was still in jail. But yeah, he he was definitely one that I even little and even to this day, like I still feel the same way. Like like, a he's a dude scary, and b he's an asshole. And yeah, I mean he he takes that chick, and he's like, you know, you can't expect a guy like me to be fucking faithful or whatever he tells her. Like, you know? Anytime, anytime you see him, you think of Urban Cowboy, and you're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I haven't seen Urban Cowboy in like twenty years. It's it's a good one. You know what we're gonna have to do? A top five list of actors who you know your favorite actors who played villains. Oh, you know, I had to. I I looked up the name when you mentioned that, and I gotta say, this is the only person I've ever seen that could look straight in a mesh tank top. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like just hard ass, bro. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, he really scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like, for real, like, no bullshit he did. Yeah, I mean, I, just his whole vibe, bro. Like, like him, I, I, even though he was scary, but I was like, this dude's like, that's what you gotta strive to be when you want to be an asshole. <laughs> he was the asshole god. Shitty dude, yeah. you know? But, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's my guy. You know, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, that, that's a good fucking pick. Good uh, job. Yeah, he fucking scared the shit out of me, man. Well, now we're moving to John. Okay, yeah, I have a your number one. Well, first off, I have an honorable mention for number one. Um, Remember, be, John John uh, was struggling to make a list, so he's going to have some multiple honorable mentions. Oh, this will be, <laughs> but um, the honorable mention for number one is going to be uh, M Bison played by Raul Julia in Street oh, Fighter. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Despite having fucking the big names that were tied onto the movie, Van Damme, uh, Kylie Minogue. Miglu, fucking the the only one that made the movie the the amazing movie that it was was uh, Raul Julia. He was dying of stomach cancer during the whole movie, and he's still like 
he played that part well. And video game to movie adaptations are garbage for the most part. Yeah. They, they can almost never get him right. But Raul Julia got M. Bison right. He was a, an amazing M. Bison. Yeah. Okay. Now into yeah. my actual number one pick, which now now listening to to yours, AG makes me feel kind of shallow for picking this guy. But <laughs> th- th- this is this is a villain that I've, I've liked uh, ever since you know ever since I was a, a kid and saw some real fucking string puller puppet master villain types, and it's gonna be uh, Darth Sidious from the Star Wars franchise, played by Ian McDermott, mm. and. It's going to be mostly him from the prequel trilogy because even when I was a kid and I saw Return of the Jedi, I was like, "Why did Darth Vader throw Skeletor down the shaft?" Holy! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why am I laughing so hard at this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's a valid question. <laughs> Poor Skeletor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh man. But the, the prequel trilogy is really what brought that character to life. And, and you got to see how uh, how powerful he really was, how manipulative he was, <laughs> how smart he was. Now, when he saw him jump out of the chair, that was like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he, you've never seen anybody move like that in, a, in the Star Wars movie, you know? Especially not a 90 year old man. Yeah, that too. He, he did the M. Bison cycle crusher. Dude, he did! Holy he shit, did. I didn't even think of that. He cycle crushed it. But fucking... As as far as the character, though, D- Darth Sidious is uh, just one of the most badass Siths to ever grace the uh, Star Wars, you know, storylines, movie, extended universe, all that stuff. How do you he, feel uh, on uh, the, the Rise of Skywalker? Oh, somehow he came back. No, no, like, how do you feel about him then? I did not... I'm, I don't want to do this. I fucking hated it. It was so stupid. It didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it was such a fucking waste. That that didn't have to happen. You knew that that story was made up on the fucking spot, and they're like, we don't have a fucking villain anymore. Who is Supreme Black Palpatine somehow? Yeah, but, it, was uh, cheap. it was cheap heat. Dude, seriously, it was, it was so cheap. But, you know, God bless Ian McDermott for coming back and reprising the role, I guess, and Sith doing the Sith lightning and all that. It was, it was stupid. I didn't like it. I, for me, it's the prequel trilogy that really, you know, makes him shine. You, you get you, you get to see him, like, how he manipulated the entire galaxy into having the Clone Wars. Uh, yeah. He How he wiped out, well, he didn't personally wipe out the Jedi Order, but he manipulated, like, two of the most powerful Jedis, Dooku and Anakin, into becoming evil and killing other Jedis. He he didn't have any remorse when it came to uh, training Darth Maul. If you uh, read any of the novelizations for the movies, he abused the shit out of him. He raised he raised him from a kid to a killer by just like abusing him, throwing him into fucking lakes, trying to drown him, shocking him all the time. He uh, I, I really loved seeing him go up against Yoda though. That was my favorite thing. I was so sick of Yoda at that point because. <laughs> They, they don't know how to run the Jedi Order. The Jedi Order was so fucking stupid. And nobody had even seen a Sith in, like, what, a thousand years or 500 years, some shit like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could argue that maybe Mace Windu was going to defeat him. But in the lore, it says he, he manipulated Windu into that position because he knew Anakin was going to be there. And, dude, I, I loved seeing him uh, just do a one-on-one lightsaber battle. I waited for I don't know how many years 
for that movie to come out so I could see that shit. And you know, that was that, that was one of the greatest villains I had ever seen or even read about. And yeah, that's that's my number one. That's going to be Darth Sidious from the Star Wars franchise. <sighs> well, I mean, there is a reason why I was laughing so fucking hard at this with the shaft thing, but we're moving, we're moving on to my number one, and you're not going to believe my honorable mention. Shoot. Because I've loved him so much that I posted my favorite clip from the movie many times on uh, Facebook, and I just do it every fucking year because I love that scene. And my honorable mention is Skeletor from the <laughs> Masters of the Universe movie, played by Frank Langella. And it always comes down to the end where he's, you know, he's having a blade with the shit out of He-Man. Because he wants him to kneel. And this is the part where Skeletor becomes a god. Remember that? Yes. He starts going off on like the Alpha and the Omega. And was it like birth and rebirth or like, you know, some shit like that? I just like, like the way it leads up to him being surrounded by this light and calling He-Man a fool and saying like, you are no longer my equal. And then he just big f- flash of light. And there he is in gold armor. And he just starts shooting lasers from his eyes. <laughs> Frank Langella's Skeletor was great, but that's just an honorable mention because my number one pick for my favorite movie villain is going to be the operative from Serenity, played by Chiwetel Ejiofor. He's, he's got a weird name. Hmm. Do, do you remember him, Chiwetel Ejiofor? He was a uh, he was the guy who was a uh, training. Doctor Strange on the the first movie. Oh, yeah. And he becomes evil. Well, in Serenity, he plays the operative, and his job is to track down the crew of the Serenity because they have River. And it's his job to, you know, get River back because she's pretty much a weapon for the government. And just just the introduction to him is at the uh, the beginning of the movie where he's watching the as a like a hologram video capture of their escape when uh, her brother rescued her from the facility and he's looking at some pretty top secret shit and in comes in the guy who runs the place he's like hey, who you know hey who are you you know show me some identification you know we're gonna arrest you and he is just so well spoken and polite and he's like oh i'm sorry you know like like yeah like i you know i, I just came in here and started going through shit without telling anyone he's like yeah you know i i work for people who run you pretty much and they look him up and they're like oh shit you're uh you're you're pretty much like a fucking jedi knight you know like the bad version though and you know yeah you know we'll we'll cooperate but you know this guy has no background he has no name like that's how top secret this guy himself is and he starts explaining to the guy how he fucked up because when he was talking to her brother who was there in disguise he let out some pretty sensitive information that could put as he said, key people of parliament in trouble. The problem is that River is pretty much like a psychic. It's like letting that type of information out with a psychic in a room, it's bad. And he says, he pretty much tells him, you fucked up. And back in the day, when people fucked up, they throw themselves on their sword. And the guy's like, you know, well, you know, you know, sarcastically, he's like, you know, well, like, I'm sorry, I forgot my sword. You know, I didn't bring my sword today to work. And right when he says that, the operative pulls out a fucking sword. And instantly he's like, you know, hey, I'd put that away for you. You know, I'd, I'd, put, I'd put that away if I were you. Because the guy has two bodyguards. 
Well, they attempt to take him down. He fucking kills both of them fast, like just really fast. And as the dudes, you know, the guy tries running away and the operative catches up to him. And he does like some fucking like kung fu, you know, like, you know, like pressure point bullshit where he just can't move anymore. And as he's falling, the operative, well, no, no, well, he, he, he paralyzes him and he kind of starts falling forward slowly. And the operative kneels in front of him holding his sword up. And the guy's just freaking out like, shit, he's going to fucking fall on the sword. But while that's happening, the operative is also talking to his secretary. He's like, hey, miss, can you get me all the fucking information I need, all these files that I can look up? Because, you know, I got some I got some work to do. And the guy falls on the sword, interrupting the operative, you know, talking to the secretary. And he looks at him and he goes like, you know, this is a good death. You know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's fucking honorable. Like you did, you did lots of fine works and, you know, you know, you know, we thank you for it. It, it. It's just how, how fucking crazy this dude is. He's killing this guy and he's telling him like, Hey man, you know, you, you, you did such a good job and <laughs> you know, yeah, you're dying, but it, it's, it's a good death. And he's doing this all in front of the secretary. And right when he does that, he stands up, he starts wiping the blade and he's like, miss, you know, I need you to get on, you know, get me all the shit I asked for. And he goes up to the hologram. And he gets near, uh, like, cause it's like a, like a, like a pause the video, but it's a hologram and he gets right in front of a uh, river and he says, where are you? You know, little girl. And you just hear this ambient noise and static just getting louder. And right when it gets louder, it stops and it cuts to black. And that's where the movie starts and the credits, you know, serenity comes in. It, it, dude, it was just the introduction to him was so good, man. And as far as combat, he's a badass. Like this dude's unstoppable. And it took a lot for Malcolm to take him down. And he did. But in the process, Mal just got fucked up. He got so fucked up. His eye was just red because it was just blood all over his, like, inside his eye. And he, he had to outsmart him. And he outsmarted him in a way that the operative wouldn't have known. And the operative tried to uh, do the uh, paralyzing shit on him. But Mal had a, you know, just like... John was saying about Terminator, some Deus Ex Machina shit, where, oh, you know what, yeah, back in the war, I had an injury, and they had to fucking remove this fucking nerve, and, you know, I, your, your fucking Kung Fu shit just doesn't work on me because of that. And he didn't kill the operative, but he did, uh, he did, he was, he did manage to fucking stop him, you know, hold him in place, and in the end, the operative lets him go, because he failed. He failed his fucking mission, and that was to, to stop the information from getting out to the world, or just the, the whole fucking, you know, galaxy. And he lets Malcolm and the crew go, because he failed. He's like, oh, you know, I, I fucked up. I, I I failed to do my job. Oh, fuck, you know, you get, you get to live. So, not only is he cold-blooded, but I don't want to say he has a heart, but he has rules. And to me, that's why he, he's, ever since I saw Serenity back when it came out in theaters, he's been, like, my favorite villain, like, of all time. And I don't even know if you guys ever seen Serenity. I have not. I haven't seen Serenity, but I've seen a lot of the scenes with the operative in it on YouTube. Is it a yeah. show? I mean, was it a show first, or... It yeah, was it, was, movie? it was Firefly. Firefly was the show, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. They're connected then, all right. Serenity's the movie. Because that's the yeah, name of the okay. ship, isn't it? Yeah, the name of the ship's Serenity. Yeah. You know, yes. I, 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 I did a shit job of explaining all that because, I mean, really, I was just, I don't know. I mean, because it really ain't much because, I mean, it's just, he's a simple character. 
he's just really simple and he he just has a job to do and he wants to get it done and he's smart he's badass you know in combat he's fucking fearless uh, unless reavers show up of course but he he's always like one step ahead of malcolm and that's what made him as like you know like you know you're always rooting for the good guy well this guy kind of makes you a little worry uh worrisome you're like shit this this guy's just he's just too smart and he's always a step ahead and that's why i said malcolm he malcolm reynolds he he had to outsmart him in ways that the operative just wouldn't have fucking known like bringing the reavers like hey you know what we're the, the, the whole federation they got their own ships right there what the fuck are we gonna do you want to bring the reavers nobody wants reavers everybody is afraid of reavers but malcolm gathers all the reavers to chase him and they all fucking go and the first thing the operative is like target the reavers target the reavers like he's fucking scared that's the first time you hear him in that movie where he's worried and that was that was pretty cool so yeah the operative number one you know i'm gonna have to make it a point to watch serenity at least yeah like i said or like even robert was saying like well, he and i both agreed you don't have to watch firefly to watch serenity i mean it does it, it is good to do but you How know many? i i saw serenity before firefly it's what got me to watch firefly how many seasons is firefly? just one just one. Oh, oh, nice well not nice that's the one yeah. with nathan billion right nathan billion's on it and yeah that other day that Malcolm. andy tardick or tardick yeah it, it's it's a good show it was fun like that's the thing it was just fun all the way through like the cruise is really good they're well written you you just learn to love them and serenity it's you know i could imagine what it was like to be a fan of the show before they made the movie and then you uh your favorite show gets canceled, but hey, they deliver you one last thing and it's a movie. It's a full motion picture. And it's like, I bet that was cool for a fan, you know? Like, I, I bet that was a cool, like, you know, going to the theater to watch the movie of the show you loved. Because again, never, I, I never saw the show before the movie. Do you wish you had in retrospect? Yeah. You know, like, I was like, oh shit, man, I should watch this fucking show. I mean, it, it got me to watch the show. Yeah. So seeing the movie first, do you think the the show holds up to how good the movie was? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. There's more space in the movie, but the show it's like you know, think of it like Outer Worlds. And that has a big following, right? Firefly. Yeah. Yeah, I just oh, I, hell yeah. I never just checked it out, you know? Like I know a little bit about it, but I just never I think most people that I know have seen Firefly or at least Serenity. You'd be surprised by the shit I haven't seen. If anything, you know what? We could watch either Serenity or uh Three thousand miles to Graceland. I think Graceland. I that sounds. I mean, Serenity sounds badass too. Yeah, but either one, they're both like seem very like I'm interested in both of those. Well, from the clips that I've seen, the operative seems pretty badass. Yeah, it's, it's just how fucking calm he is, dude. That's that's the thing. <laughs> He's so calm. Yeah. It's, it's it's pretty fucking scary. You know. You know what? After this, I'll show you the intro, AJ, so you can see. Yeah. No. Nah, definitely. <laughs> but but yeah, that that's my number one. And that that wraps it up for top five movie villains. I don't know. Are you guys happy with y'all's pick now that we went over them? I I'm happy with my picks. Like I said, I I had the opposite problem of the uh, hero list because I had too many too many villains I liked, and there were a bunch of honorable mentions I did want to bring up, but I didn't want to throw too much out there. I'm happy with my list. I just not the way I presented it. <laughs> <laughs> mistakes happen. It's all right. You and Robert are the reasons you're gonna make penalties, dude. Shit. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to put a penalty system in this shit. Yeah, you get one team. No, but uh 
No, but that that wraps it up for heroes and villains. Next, we're going to do heroines and what do you call them? Villainesses? Villainess, villainesses? I guess it's like singular plural. Man, that sounds weird, though. Villainesses? Yeah. So in two weeks, we're going to go ahead and do top five female heroes. Or not, we're not going to name it female heroes, but you know, in two weeks, we're going to do top five heroines. So, AG, if you want to do that, you better start thinking of your list now. I'm already doing it in my head right now. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, we're also going to have anti heroes too. Cool, cool, cool. And I bet one of you motherfuckers is going to put Snake Plissken in it. I, I swear. Damn it. Not me. Not me either. Good. <laughs> He's the worst fucking character ever. I don't care what anyone says. Escape from New York and LA are both garbage. Nobody gets Snake Plissken or Batman. But yeah, um, okay. How, how did you guys feel about this episode overall? Like, you guys want to do more lists? Uh, yeah, I'm up for more lists. Yeah, same here. Yeah, like it, it was pretty fun. I liked it. You know, like yeah, you, you know, like the said, the, the previous lists we had were fun, but I think we had more fun with this one. Yeah, I mean, I had a bunch of notes and I did have them listed, but I mean, it's like they say, you know, it's more fun in the dark side, right? This was a whole <laughs> villain episode. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. the dark side has cookies. But yeah, that's it. Um, we're going to end it here, and we're going to get ahead and start preparing for top five movie heroines. So, yeah, good night. Peace. Good night, everybody. Adios. <laughs>